You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. A generous heart is the title of this devotion. I would like to give it so many more titles because I feel that sometimes when we hear that title, we may kind of go, I don't know if I need that. When what I would like to share with you today, I think is vital for each and every one of us, especially in this day, where again I see the grace of God and the eyes of the Lord going throughout all the earth looking for those whose hearts are loyal toward Him so that He might show Himself strong. You see, I believe that this is a day that God is looking for those whose hearts are faithful and true to Him. No matter what we've been going through, no matter how long we've waited, I have seen the Lord faithful to those who waited on Him and turn things around in such a miraculous manner that it's undeniable that this is the hand of the Lord. And here in Proverbs, excuse me, in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9, in the Amplified it says, you are becoming progressively acquainted with and recognize more strongly and clearly the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, His kindness, his gracious generosity, his undeserved favor, his spiritual blessing, in that though he was so very rich, yet for your sakes he became so very poor, in order that by his poverty you might become enriched and abundantly supplied. You see, there, there was something about the heart of our Savior that, I, that attracts me daily, and that it makes me daily seek that within myself, knowing that I'm predestined to be conformed to His image, Romans 8, 29. <clears throat> knowing that His Spirit in me is making me like Him, 2 Corinthians 3, 17, 18, and on and on and on. I, I, I know what to look for when I look at Jesus because He did not just come to reveal who God is in Himself, but he came to reveal who I and you are to be in himself. When you look at Jesus, you don't just see the Father, you see yourself, because that's whom you're predestined to be conformed to, to Jesus. The Bible says in 1 John 3, verse 1 and 2, Oh, how great a love, beloved, how great a love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the children of God, even though now it's not fully manifest yet what we shall be. This we know when we see Him, we will be like Him. Oh, the glory of when His life is reflected by His Spirit living in us. In the twinkling of an eye, we will be made perfect in His likeness and will be like Him as He presents us to the Father, holy, acceptable, and well-pleasing in His sight. Oh, I'm so gloriously thankful for what I am in Christ and who I'm predestined to be in Him. And I keep my eyes on the author and the finish of my faith, knowing that He cannot fail to perfect that which concerns me and complete 
that which he's begun in me and rejoicing, Philippians chapter 2, to that which I've already gained in him, knowing I'm not yet made fully perfect yet, I press on. I press on, oh glorious, I press on to lay hold of all that for which he took a hold of me. And how wonderful my Savior it will never fail to grant me to grasp the fullness of my destiny in him and the character and nature and stature of his fullness to which I am called as well as you. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, friends. Do you know the treasure of his riches and his goodness. Have you noticed how wonderful our Savior is? So I plead with you here from Philippians, Philippians chapter 2, starting at verse 1. Listen to this. Therefore, if there's any consolation, that word consolation means encouragement. Therefore, if there's any encouragement in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and mercy, fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord and of one mind. So what's he saying? Has Jesus provided any encouragement for you? Comfort, fellowship with his Spirit, Has he provided any comfort in his love, any affection and mercy? If you've received anything in Jesus, be of one heart and mind with him and one another and share it. Let everybody else receive what you have freely received. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition, conceit, or loneliness of mind. In other words, don't think you're better than others, but esteem others as better than yourself. Let each of you look not only for his own interest, but also for the interest of others. Let this mind be in you, which is in Christ. Jesus became poor in order to make us rich. Simply means he laid down his life to give his life for you and me. He said, I've not come to be served, but to serve and give my life a ransom for many. When he had washed his disciples' feet, And they were all amazed that he had taken such a humble place. He said, don't ever think that if you are my servants, that you are greater than the master. If I, your master, have washed your feet, why don't you follow my example, wash one another's feet? You know, daily you can sweetly, patiently and graciously lay down your life to serve. Sweetly with a good attitude, patiently, persistently, not after 15 minutes you go, okay, well, that was good. No, you keep going until all and more than was needed is done. And you serve sweetly and patiently and quietly. You see, to the measure Jesus teaches us, to the measure that you are able to give to that measure you can receive from God. Many times we want to receive more than we're able to receive. We want more than we're able to cope with. And God is wanting to enlarge your measure. 
And it is the demands made upon you in the day-to-day living that forces your measure to grow bigger. Luke chapter 6 is a phenomenal example of this. He says, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, verse 27. Bless those who curse you, pray for those who spitefully use you. If someone strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. From him who takes away your cloak, do not withhold your tunic. Give to everyone who asks of you. And from him who takes away your goods, do not ask them back. And so forth. So he's saying what demands are made upon you, fair or unfair, right or wrong. Let that enlarge your measure. Oh, he goes as far as to say, lend to those uh, here. Love your enemies, verse 35. Do good, to do, do good and lend, hoping for nothing in return. And your reward will be great. And you will be sons of the Most High. And he, for he is kind to the unthankful and evil. And therefore, be merciful just as your Father is merciful. Judge not and you will not be judged. Condemn not, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you good measure. Pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your bosom. Listen now, for with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. Come on. You want to be entrusted with more by God then let God enlarge you to give more. Because to the measure that you can give, you are able to receive. And many times, people put a demand on us above what we are able to cope with, above what we're able to handle, above what we can bear, above what we know what to do with. And then we cry and say, Lord, help me, help me, Lord. Oh, Lord, help me to stay loving. Help me, Father, to not not get upset and irritated. Help me to keep a good spirit and good attitude. And God is helping you enlarge your measure. Come on, dear friends. Let God enlarge your heart. Smith Wigglesworth says, I'm a thousand times larger on the inside than the outside. You know what it says in 1 Kings 4, verse 29, that God gave Solomon largeness of heart like the sand by the seashore and the stars of heaven. God is able to enlarge your heart beyond what you can comprehend, beyond what you can imagine. Many times our hearts are so small. We can get so irritated over nothing. We can hold an offense against somebody who owes us a small amount of money compared to what we have. We have so much and we get flustered over nothing. Why not release it? Why not just say, oh God, that was silly that I allowed that to tick me off. No, Lord, bless them with it, Lord. Bless them with it. Come on now. I tell you the truth. If you allow God to enlarge your measure, He will begin to give more than you could have ever dared ask, hope, or pray for. But you've got to let God enlarge your measure. How big do you think your measure ought to be? How big do you think 
no less than what God would have it to be. God said to Abraham, now it came to pass in Genesis 22 after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, here I am. He said, take now your son, listen closely, your only son, Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. Without hesitation, Abraham did it. You see, sometimes we have a worldly mindset when it comes to giving. And we say, when I have more, I'll give more. No, that's not God's way. God looks at what you have and he says, give it and he will give you more. To him who has, more will be given. And as you give it, more will be given and God multiplies and multiplies. I shared that yesterday with you about the talents that he handed him five talents and the man began to do merchandise with them, so to speak, labor with them and turned the five into 10 talents. And God called him faithful because he had used what he had and given it. Oh, when we give all we've got, God will give us more than we could ever ask for. And here the Lord said, give your only son <laughs> whom you love. And without hesitation, he did it. And I love this little part. Oh man, I love every part of it. But here it says, Isaac in verse 7 spoke to Abraham, his father, and said, my father. And he said to him, and Isaac was, I think, about 13 years old at this age. And he said to him, my son, here I am, my son. And he said, look, the fire, the wood, but where's the lamb, lamb for burnt offering? Listen to this. This is the anointing of the man of God, Abraham. And Abraham said, my son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. And the two of them went together. You see this heart. God will provide. God will provide. God, yeah, but dad, when, 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 maybe, maybe you're still there. Maybe you say, when, pastor? I, I, I've been waiting all these years. When then, pastor? But why don't you come into that glorious rest and say, Father, all I am and all I have is yours. Thank you for loving me. I'm satisfied in you. I'm completing you. You're more than enough for me. You're better to me than life itself. My lips will praise you. Your kindness, your love is better to me than life itself. Thus will I bless you and lift up my hands in your name, Psalm 63. And you just worship the loving Heavenly Father in whatever the condition and circumstances you're in. You, you live in the calming rest of His loving presence. And here Abraham went up that mountain and Isaac is carrying the wood and Abraham's carrying the fire and the knife and they're going up that mountain not knowing that the place that they were led to was the very place where David built, set for Solomon to build the temple, the place of his dwelling. And here they come into this place and Abraham builds an altar there and he puts the wood in its order and he says, come son, would you take the place? And his son Isaac took the place of the lamb 
Oh, hallelujah. When we are wanting to follow Jesus in giving our all, when we want to have the generous heart of our Savior, how the heavens will open and the riches of glory will come. But the Lord is looking for you and me to give our all. And Isaac laid on that wood and his father lifted up his eyes to heaven and took the knife and was ready to slay him, believing that God could even raise him from the ashes as he had promised. You read that in Isaiah 11. And God spoke from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham, do not lay your hand on the child. For now I know that you fear me, reverentially fear me. I spoke about that recently. He said, because you did not withhold. And then look what the Lord says, by myself, verse 16. I have sworn, says the Lord, because you have done this thing, you've not withheld, you've given your all and have not withheld your son, your only son. Blessing, I will bless you. Multiplying, I will multiply your descendants as the stars of heaven and the sand which is on the seashore and your descendants shall possess the gates of their enemies and in your seed all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. Wow. Wow. I really believe that God would have you and me in such a place where we can give it all, where we have such a happy, generous heart. Oh, hallelujah. Let that spirit take a hold of your heart that we see in Abraham and we see in Jesus. Let that generous heart of our Savior we see in Abraham. Oh, and then watch God take what you give and multiply it and cause it to become more than we could have ever dare asked or prayed for. Amen. Have a good day.